Good morning. Holy cow, it's good to be here. Uh, my name is Steve Johnson. I'm the director up at Lutheran Valley Retreat, and I've been asking through this vacancy process, you know, how could I serve? And Jeremy says, I need you to preach on Sunday. <laughs> like, all right, I'm there, man. I, I love it. I'm here. Um, let's get into the word first. Let's start off in Matthew chapter 6. All right. Verses 5 and following. And when you pray, do not be like the hypocrites. For they love to stand in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by men. I tell you the truth, they have received the reward in full. But when you pray, go into your room, close the door. Pray for your father who is unseen. Pray to your father who is unseen. Then your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. And when you pray, do not keep on babbling like the pagans. For they think they will be heard because of their many words. Do not be like them. For your father knows what you need before you ask him. This then is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not to temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For if you forgive men when they sin against you, your heavenly word, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive men their sins, your Father in heaven will not forgive your sins. I recognize, you know, some of y'all may not know me, all right, and that's okay. I grew up, um, grew up in Indiana. Anyone been there before? All right, the tens of you, yeah, awesome. Um, grew up in Indiana. Uh, in fact, my parents may or may not be watching, uh, just so you guys know. Uh, it's pretty cool to have them be able to stream in, and yes, these are real people. I'm in a real place. They actually asked me to be here, mom, dad. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. Make them laugh, check. The... Um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, I grew up in a home church, uh, St. Peter's Lutheran in Columbus, Indiana, one of the biggest churches in Indiana, about 3,000 members. Um, and, uh, you know, we didn't have at that time, we didn't really have an active youth ministry. Uh, we had a camp, and that camp's name was Camp Lakeview. And since third grade, I always wanted to be a camp director when I went to Camp Lakeview in Indiana. And so, uh, long short story is, I ended up at Lutheran Valley Retreat. I've uh, been here in Colorado for 17 years, been at LVR for almost 14. And uh, such a blessing, an honor and privilege to be here this morning. So thanks for having me. Now, there are a lot of similarities between St. Peter's Lutheran Church and Family of Christ. Actually, no, just donuts. All right, just donuts. And as you can imagine, if you noticed uh, by me walking around up front, I'm not what you call a small man. Um, God has gifted me with size, all right? And as a kid, I was also a bigger man. I loved being done with service so I can run down and get some donuts, all right? I loved it. In fact, uh, when I say run down, in 1989, or 1989 and 90 is when the church built their new sanctuary. It fits 1,200 people. It's a huge place. It's beautiful. Um, but that meant that I added 1,000 steps to my donut getting, all right? Still does, by the way. Because you had to run down some stairs, run around and all this stuff. And, and what I ended up doing was uh, as soon as the benediction, you know, like there's sometimes some churches where you say the benediction and you say amen and you're standing there and you go, how long do we sit here in silence before I go get donuts? I didn't ask that question. I just went, right? I just went. Ran down the hallway down to get my donuts because my mom's rule was that I should only have two donuts, my goal was to have four before they got here so I can have two more. 
all right? Because I knew that they would be talking to people all along the way, along that thousand step, or probably more than a thousand. It's like a half a mile, man. And, uh, and so I knew they'd be talking to people. So I had time to get my milk and to get my donuts. One time when I, uh, when I was going down there um, to the donuts, I remember getting there so early that they had just got the milk all done and got the donuts all set up. Because we always went to eight o'clock church for the time. We like being done and then have the rest of the day. And uh, uh, so I got there early. And I'll never forget this image. And this image was this, of a man being escorted out of the donut cafeteria. And as I sat there eating my donuts as a curious young big boy, um, they somehow didn't notice me. And they started talking like I wasn't there. And what uh, they were talking about was we finally caught him. We caught this guy who had been coming in and stealing our donuts. This homeless man. My church since then has is an amazing ministry place, all right? This is only one instance in a glimpse of my childhood. And it's because of that that I have held a lot of bitterness towards a church, towards a place who I thought loved people, towards a place who I thought um, welcomed people in their doors. And it turns out that the church service was an indulgence in order to get donuts. This guy wasn't a member of our church. He didn't come to church. He was just hungry. The church has changed. And they're banging. They're, they're growing. It's amazing to hear what God's doing there in Indiana. It's amazing to hear what God's doing here. The scripture that engages this morning from Matthew um, Let's just jump ahead to verse 14 and 15 this morning. For if you forgive men when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive men their sins, your Father in heaven will not forgive your sins. Anybody else say a little bit of an ouch there this morning? Anybody else feel a little bit about, little bit about that, that pain? Um, yeah. Last week, Jeremy challenged us to spend some time alone with God. Who did it? Who took some time? Make it a habit. Those of you who without your hands up, Jesus Christ still loves you and you are welcome here anytime. All right? There's nothing that can separate you from the love of Jesus Christ. Not even spending alone time or whatever. He loves you. But it's good to get into the word, isn't it? It's good to be strengthened by him. And then last week we were presented with this metaphor. What's this? It's God. Water. Awesome. All right, God. Basically, God pouring into us the cup, right? And uh, then what's the saucer? Others. Our relationship with others. Forgiveness sounds easy, doesn't it? It really does. And as I dove into the topic today, it sounds so easy that I was excited. And then as I got into it, I go, oh man, come on. It's the hardest one. Forgiveness as defined, the easy def definition of forgiveness without any emotion in your life is simply this. I forego my right to enact revenge. That's the definition of forgiveness. Sounds easy, right? I am giving up my privilege and my right and my honor to take on revenge against you who hurt me. All right, and that is the basic definition. But when we throw emotion into it, it's a little different, isn't it? It's a lot different. 
So, so much different um, that in Scripture, if it says, but if you do not forgive men their sins, your Father in heaven will not forgiven you. So what does it look like when God is pouring, sorry, focus. When God is pouring into us, all right, eventually we're gonna overflow, no matter what. But forgiveness is one of these outward things that we get to do for others around us, that they may better understand who Christ is in my life. There is nothing that can separate you from the love of God. However, when we don't forgive, what comes out? What comes out? To other, it spews over to the relationships around us. Dirt. Grime. Not Jesus. We affect the ones around us more than we like to share or know, especially our own kids, our own children, our husbands and our wives. So it pours out. Christ knew this, though, right? He came on earth not just to live and die and rise for us, but also to know that he can, we, he can say this word to you, these words. I know that it's hard. I have a video for you. Um, that we'd love to pull up here this morning. So why don't we forgive? Why don't we? If it's a command, it's a choice, why don't we? In Mark chapter seven, verse 20, I don't have it up there, and you're welcome to look it up on your, on your phones and stuff. 
Um, what comes out of a man makes him unclean. Uh, for within a person's heart come evil thoughts, sexual immorality, theft, murder, adultery, greed, malice, deceit, lewdness, envy, slander, arrogance, and folly. All these evils come from inside a man and make him unclean. I've recently summarize that definition of why don't we forgive? It's because of one word, ego. Your ego and my ego. My ego's been hurt and I won't forgive you, right? Because it takes strength, it takes courage to forgive. But here's the deal. What if I can't? says, God won't forgive me, right? God's pouring into me and what's coming out is dirt. What if I can't? Ego becomes our comfort zone, doesn't it? I wanna hold something against you so I'm not gonna forgive you. I wanna hold this thing over here. I've been hurt so bad. I'm sorry, but you know what? Ego's gotta get out of the way for Jesus Christ. Ego has to. And if you don't have the courage to, if you don't have the strength, guess what? He does. He took on more than you and I ever have in our life. He got kicked out of churches. He got whipped. He got beaten. He did all those things. In fact, can we even say that I did the beating? And he took it and still loved me and forgave me. And he took it and still loved you and forgave you. So there's two things that happen. We have our cup full of dirt because Forgiveness is hard. He takes it. Oh. And makes it clean. He pours into us more. And cleans our hearts. That's Jesus Christ. There's no bitterness in here. There's only love. Love for our Father and love for others. If you have problems with forgiving someone today, if you have issues with being able to to let go and forego your right and your privilege for revenge, if you have difficulty letting go of the emotion and if your ego's in the way, that's why Christ came. That's why Christ died and rose for each of us because he is strong enough. He is enough for you, for me. And so that when he does pour into us, He cleans us. He washes us clean. He purifies us so that those relationships can see who he is truly. And we get out of the way and we show him. We gotta win our city for Jesus Christ through his strength, through his commitment. We get to. And may this word, and may the peace of God that passes all understanding Keep your hearts and your minds in him today. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.